This is Today's Business Leaders, actionable advice from real-world professionals. And now, here's your host, Gabe Arnold. If you guys don't know this character, we're going to talk a little bit in the beginning about who he is and what he does. And going to talk about something that's going to kind of been popping up for me <clears throat> in, via the universe the last, uh, last couple days. And it's very appropriate to what Landon does. And he is one of the only people that I trust on a sales front besides, uh, there's only a couple people on the planet that I think actually do sales, right? And he has taught me a ton about sales, even though I've spent the last 20 years in sales in the last eight months. I've learned as much or more about sales than I have in my entire life. So, thanks, brother man. Appreciate that. Um, <clears throat> as we saw this morning in a jungle in a far, far away galaxy, um, it takes all kinds. There's a lot of different people on this planet, right? And Something that I've been saying a lot lately, it's common sense, there's a million ways to skin a cat. We all have our own tribe. Um, we all have our own opinions and perspectives and takes on things. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the love about my ability to do the sales thing. I think there's a right way and a wrong way fundamentally to talk somebody into doing a thing. And uh, it's not the right way for everybody. But it suits me perfectly. So that's kind of, you know, my stance on that whole thing. Can I close anybody? Sure. Why not? But why? Right. That's, that's kind of my take on the whole thing. Um, but you and I've had many conversations around sales and you are no stranger to it yourself. Yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And I think the biggest, uh, you're totally right. Cause the biggest piece for me was like, I can sell anything to anybody. I, I don't think I've sold the size deals you have cause you're in a much bigger dollar industry, but selling a six figure deal, selling, you know, three or four or $500,000 deal is not that big of a deal. Mm -hmm. or not that, I mean, it's just the same thing as selling a $500 deal actually, in yep. case you don't know. But the biggest thing that you kind of brought my attention to that helped me refocus. And that's kind of what I want to chat about a lot um, today is I can sell it to anybody, but then when you wake up to them the next day, you're like, Holy fuck, what did I do? And that, like, just the way that you explain that literally in that type of analogy, obviously, um, is really opened my eyes. And I was like, oh, that's why I'm miserable. I'm married to a bunch of assholes. <laughs> that's literally what it came down to for me is, is recognizing, oh, I sp and this, this comes from my, my sales career. I spent 15 years in sales. I spent eight hours a day plus with these fucking people and I only spend three or four hours a day with my family. No wonder I'm miserable, right? Um, and that's, that's kind of what it came down to for me was, if I don't like the people I'm spending my time with, obviously that's gonna affect the rest of my life. And uh, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And a lot of people don't agree with that and that's fine. If you're one of those people that think, take the money and deal with the headache and whatever, hey, whatever floats your boat. I'm not here to change your mind. I'm just here to say, if you don't like what you have to deal with after you close somebody, then maybe it's because they're the wrong fucking people. Just saying. Yeah. And I, and it, I just missed that probably because 
I mean, I, I'm self-taught. I'm self-taught in every single thing I do. Never went to school. Basically didn't graduate high school. Um, you know, when I went to college and it's like, so I just had to learn all the stuff the hard way. And I, I thought that it was just about raising prices, which it's not. And I thought it was just about, you know, having enough customers or enough revenue. And it's not like all of those are great things. And then when you wake up and you're making millions of dollars, like I was when I was 22, making millions of dollars a year and I was fucking miserable. I was like, man, I have missed something. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. Success is measured in a lot of ways outside of, of the revenue numbers, right? There's a lot of really, really, really rich people that are a lot of really miserable fucks. And there's a lot of people that have big success, you know, whatever that means to them. And that doesn't equate to happiness, right? Unfortunately not. (laughs) Or fortunately, I don't know. But there's, um, I was, I was talking to a friend of mine and we kind of coach each other back and forth like you and I do on occasion or help each other. And uh, we, we were talking the other day and I'm like, I keep hitting like every 90 days this year, I've, I've plateaued to a new level of success and better customers and actually working with the people that I should be working with now, not just randomly. Cause it was happening like a third or a half of the time. And I was like, what, I didn't understand when it worked and when it didn't work. And after, you know, coaching with you and through your absolutely amazing course, um, and just hanging out in the jungle, I learned like, oh, now I know which ones work and which ones don't. So, so then kind of got that on track. And, and then every 90 days this year, I've gone from like, man, this is great. To I'm super fucking busy and I feel overstressed and over, you know, overburdened again, which is a result of doing things the right way. But I was talking to a friend the other day and he, you know, we coach each other. So we, you know, we know what we're doing. We're kind of reflecting to each other what we're talking about. But he helped me realize that one of the reasons that I kept letting my schedule get filled up in the wrong way is because I wasn't thinking with values first. Um, And it it was, you know, a big light bulb. And I was like, oh, I need to reevaluate my values around time so that I can make conscious choices during the day, just like, you know, with what you've, you've really demonstrated in a really crystal clear way of like, you have to make value choices about who you're going to work with, not not money, not status, not how much time it'll take to do it. It's all value-based. And so that's one of the things I just thought would be really valuable to talk about here between us and with everybody watching is like how to approach life from a value-based standpoint. And then I'd love to hear, and you've shared this off and on with me and in different groups, but I'd love to hear how you went from making a shit ton of money and being miserable to what was the paradigm shift or what was the aha where you're like, oh, my values are fucked up obviously, because I'm miserable. So that's, that's kind of what I wanted to hear a little bit more about. <clears throat> well, let's start there then. Cause that, that kind of, that sets the, the precedent or prefaces where we go with this. Um, just like you, for me, it was all about, you know, um, get in and do the best that you can do. And that's measured in revenue. It's, re- it's measured in deals. It's, it's measured in income. It's measured by Fiat currency, right? Which, yeah, cool. That's how our game's structured. That's how our game's played. And if you want to have things, you have to have the thing that gets you those things. And in our world currently, it's fiat currency, paper money. So what's the game? Well, in a sales world, the game is I have this thing for sale and there are people out there that can buy it. 
my job as a salesperson is to go find them and make them buy it. And then I get paid. Right. And from a, from a purely monetary stance from, from purely a revenue and an income stance, that's exactly how the game's played. And if that's the goal is the monies, then your job as a salesperson is to go get the monies. And if you don't have a conscience, if you can sleep at night, if you can wake up the next day, if you don't have to deal with the stress and the headache and the fires and the nonsense, and your job as the salesperson is to sell as much as you possibly can, then that's the game. And there are a few people that have the ability to do that, to completely remove themselves emotionally and psychologically from the consequence of the sale. Whether it's good or bad, doesn't matter. That's not the point. The point is the vast majority of people that have something to sell don't have that ability to remove themselves from that emotional or psychological consequence of now having a client they have to deal with. If you sell something to somebody one time and they go away and you never have to hear from them again, then go sell your heart out sell as much as you can. And if you can sleep with yourself at night and it's all about the dollars, go get a fistful every time you can. Yeah. From my perspective, what I had to do was I had to go find the client. I had to talk the client into buying the thing. And then I had to manage the relationship with that client ongoing. It's exactly like you said earlier. I had to wake up with them the next morning and I fucking hated most of them. Well, I got the fistful of dollars every time I could. I closed everybody that I could. And that equated to the income and that equated to the money and I killed it and I was the number one and, and all of that stuff. I had the status, I had the money and I was miserable because that second piece, I had to manage that client relationship ongoing. Now, had I not had to do that, if I could just close them and move every client to somebody else and I, but the way our deal was structured was you manage the client ongoing, you continue to make money from that client every time they do something or every time they need something. So basically it didn't make sense to bring on a client one time and then not deal with them. The only way to build a, a sustainable business income wise was to bring on a client and manage them and continue to upsell them in every other way possible. And when you can't stand that person, it's really hard to do Valentine's day. It's really hard to do anniversaries. It's really hard to do birthdays. It's really hard to hang out with their in-laws. It's really hard to do all that stuff. And, uh, one day, literally I, it was, it was 4 38 AM in the morning. I was standing in the bathroom getting ready to go to work. <clears throat> I worked across town. I had a, in the morning, it was about a 45 minute drive. If I was really hauling ass and it was really early, I could get it in about 35 minutes, but it was literally the other side of Metro. So my day started off early and miserable. And then I had to go spend eight or nine hours with a bunch of assholes I couldn't stand. And I'm standing in the bathroom one morning and I'm like, I fucking hate you. And I'm saying that to myself because I'm, it's, it's to that point. It's not even friends and family anymore. It's not about the shit that I've got that I don't care about. It's, I can't stand myself. And then it occurred to me over the coming couple of weeks that, oh, the reason that I'm so pissed off, the reason that I'm not happy with my kids, I'm not happy with my relationships, I'm not happy with myself, I'm not happy with my life is because I'm structuring my day to deal with people I don't like dealing with and the values of why I'm doing that are prioritized above what my actual values are. And then I'm having to deal with people who don't have values 
And so it's just constant conflict. And uh, interesting, my kids were going through this change from little kid to preteen. And that's kind of where kids really begin to understand I'm my own person. And even though I kind of have to do what dad says, I don't really have to. And I saw that relationship dynamic begin to change to where it was no longer because I'm your father and I said so to, well, here's really, you know, why you actually need to do the thing that I just like, I'm giving you advice so you don't fall off and whatever. And I was like, oh, got it. I'm structuring relationships with my clients from the standpoint of because I'm the expert and I fucking said so. And now I've got a bunch of unruly children that I have to deal with that don't understand why they need to do what they need to do. And then on top of that, my priorities were in the wrong place. It was money over relationship. It was money over having to interact with other humans. And then I realized, ah, I can actually get more money if I identify who I would actually get along with easily and comfortably before I let them give me their money to do the thing that we do because now we really get along and I'm really invested in helping them and taking care of them and their business and they trust me and they, they don't question me in the same way that the people that I don't get along with question me. They want to know how this works. They want to know why it works this way. They want to build a level of because fucking Landon said so and I've been working with him for nine months and he knows his shit Bob, you need to go talk to Landon and give him all your money if he'll take it. What do you mean if he'll take it? Well, he might not like you. What? And I kind of built my name in that industry on that. I would get referrals from clients and I would talk to Bob on occasion and Bob was a complete asshat. And I was like, I don't think so, Bob. I'm not going to work with you. And it all came down to values. What it was that I wanted to deal with once I recognized that, it was really easy to go from, well, we're the best in the game and I can do it for less than your current provider because we're global and we're bigger to because everybody on the phone is telling you that they care about your business, but I actually do. And if I take your money, it's only because I know you and I are going to get along. And if it's not about that, then the money piece of it doesn't matter. And oh, by the, by the way, I'm the most expensive in the industry. So understand that if we move forward and I give you the opportunity, you're going to pay more. You're going to get a lot more. You're going to get a better ROI, but I'm the most expensive. And it just clicked. It just fell into place. And um, it came down to values, what it was that I was interested in valuing about myself and translating that into, yeah, I'll work with you. Or, eh, I can take your money, Bob, but I'm not going to. My whole life changed. That's where this whole thing kind of started. So, in short, as a preface, that's the story behind this. Um, how I came to be the sales gorilla and do this online thing, that's totally secondary. I was talked into this thing. I had no interest in <laughs> teaching sales and marketing, but here I am. And uh, it appears that my take on only take money from people that you actually like and care about is kind of where we're headed. It's actually called the relationship economy. Us as consumers have changed the way we do things. Yeah, that's, 
that's what's super interesting is because you're you're definitely on the cutting edge of what's coming and it's going to be like that for everybody and you got there by saying these are my standards and if you don't like it go away and I, you know I'm my weird ass self and again if you don't like it that's fine and go away and and you would think that that like I think before anybody does that they will inherently for many reasons and patterning and all the stuff that we get buried with maybe as kids or by society if when you think about stepping out like that then you're gonna and then you feel like you're gonna be isolated and ostracized or anything like that and in, in fact and I've seen this happen over and over and over it's not just you and me it actually elevates your status dramatically and people are super attracted to you. Well, and that goes back to one of the first things that I said about this is when we as people recognize that <clears throat> we're not for everybody and there's a lot of people out there that we just naturally aren't going to like, if we can understand that and accept that and then leverage that as to how we go about getting clients, uh, it makes everything a whole lot easier. It's that whole stop playing in the middle thing. Be bold about who you do and don't like and let it be known. And the people that like you now become the people that love you and the people that kind of don't really care or don't like you become the people that can't stand you. That's how it works. That's, that's marketing, right? Why don't you like Nike? Why do you like Adidas? Why don't you like Audi? Why do you like Mercedes? Like, ah, when you find that you really like something, there's a reason for it. You're in love with the personality. You're a fit. You're part of the, the tribe or the crew. Mm -hmm. It's just the way it is. And the, the big difference is like everybody talks about that concept of being, you know, of creating polarity and, you know, creating that, but they just fake it. And then it's even worse. <laughs> because you can't manufacture your authentic self. Right. Yep. <clears throat> yep. And uh, yeah, trying to be a certain way to get a certain end result is the wrong way to do it. Either you are who you are or you're not. And we grow and change. And I, I reserve the right to change my mind on any one of my opinions at any given time. But um, yeah, it's this whole thing. Like I'm not a religious man, but there's something in the Bible about being, being okay to stand there naked, like take off the mask, take off the costume, like just be you and be okay with the fact that you're not perfect. And there's going to be a lot of people that can't stand you, but be your weird ass self. Do you think there's a, I, obviously it's different for everybody, but do you think there's a starting point where people can like start to go back and reevaluate their values? Because I think over time you can be conditioned by your own poor, you know, thoughts, your own head junk by society, by many things. So you just suppress that dramatically and it, you, you may even not know it exists. So mm -hmm. you kind of came to that moment of like, I fucking hate myself. And that was your catalyst, catalyst for change. But if, if somebody kind of sees this, they're like, yeah, that's, I don't feel quite right, but they don't even know what their values are. How do what path would somebody go down to like start discovering that? Know thyself. It's not the easiest thing on the planet. Um, <clears throat> it is really about self-awareness. It's about being really honest with yourself about what is actually important to you. Like if you could, and I believe you can, structure and determine and predict and create your reality day by day, if you can actually do that, 
what's your actual perfect day look like? It probably has nothing to do with numbers and zeros and paper money. It probably has everything to do with your experience and ability to pick and choose doing what it is that you want to do. And if you can get really honest with yourself about what those things are and you can create your own perfect day, you start to get a glimpse of what you care about. What do you want to spend your time doing? If you can get honest with yourself about what it is you want to spend your time doing, and you continue to whittle away at that, eventually you find out, oh, I want peace and quiet and dogs and woman and the outdoors. Ah, okay, cool. So now my job is to figure out how to make the money to allow me to be free. And now money is not the value and the priority. It's a means and then pretty soon you're like, oh, okay, cool. I got 15 grand from that one client, but what a fucking nightmare that was. This other client paid me 13 for the exact same thing and I'm in love with them and their business. Hmm, interesting. Seven months later, that $13,000 client wants to give you $287,000 because yeah, you actually give a fuck. Duh, right? Self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing that you always say a lot that I, that I mean, not, not unique to you, but you always say like test and adjust. And for me, as I'm sitting here thinking like we wouldn't be having this conversation if I, I didn't just try something that I thought I might like, and that might, um, you know, that might work out well. So like, this is my third attempt at having a podcast. First one was okay, but I just couldn't maintain it. Second one was too structured and it bored the hell out of me. And and I was like, you know what? I just like talking to entrepreneurs. So fuck it. We're just going to have conversations. There's no structure. Like I'm going to ask one question in the beginning and then it's just a conversation. And I started that a year ago and have had amazing conversations. And it's something that I just absolutely love doing. And it's led to real happiness for me and real discovery and like the right clients and like all this other shit. And it was, nobody said like, if anybody ever tells you to start a podcast, they're like, well, you got to do a certain format and you got to do this and you got to go after a list guests. And you, then there's this whole formula. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm just going to do it my way. Mm -hmm. and it turned out to be something incredible. And, and for me, that's an example of, you know, what you're talking about where it's like, you should just do test what you think you want to do. See how it works out. Don't be afraid for it to totally flop. And then out of that, you can learn. And then on top of that, um, you know, you didn't, you didn't directly say this, but as I read between the lines, like in order to get anywhere, you're going to have to take time to self-reflect and say, and look back on what your day was like or what the week was like, or compare the last 10 clients you got or compare the last three or four good or bad, you know, romantic relationships you had or whatever. Like you have to sit back and actually reflect. Otherwise there's no way for you to grow and change. You know, there's, there's so many interesting correlations and, and, um, analogies that can be used about sales to life. And then like <clears throat> finding gold and being a miner or silver or platinum or whatever to sales. And then relationships in sales and business to personal relations. There's like all these correlations. Um, and what I, what I think a lot of people actually miss is, you know, we talk a lot about sales and clients and marketing and raising your prices and playing in your genius zone and all of those things. But really at the end of the day, all of it comes down to this one thing. 
the most important thing on the planet are relationships. And a lot of people mishear me and, and read into this the wrong way. The most important relationship is the one you have with yourself. And what that means is, <clears throat> what is it that you want actually? Not what you think you want. Not status, not so other people have, oh, that's where we usually go down that road is, well, if I have that, then I'll feel this way because people think of me that way. We don't say that in our head, but that's what the equation works out to. When really, if we figure out what we actually want and what we actually like and what we actually value, when we spend our time focusing on that shit, then it doesn't matter what the status means. Then it doesn't matter what the other people do. Then it doesn't matter what the other people think or say. And then pretty soon, it's all only about yourself. And guess what? Everything you experience in your world is a reflection upon what you think about yourself. So it's all self-reflection. It's all self-evaluation. It's all self-assessment. Regardless of what your spiritual or religious beliefs are, we're on this fucking planet once at least that we know of as we are now. And we all basically have a shelf life. The human body can't go much past about 120 years. And then if you smoke or drink or, you know, you're promiscuous or whatever, you shorten that. What do you want to do with your time while you're here? Actually. A lot of people miss this because, oh, I'm going to go do this thing because it means X, Y, Z and money and fuck all that. What do you want to do with your time? Yeah. Yeah, we end up getting dragged down a bunch of bullshit paths and then we wonder why we're dissatisfied because we never wanted to go that way in the beginning. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> There's two things for me that have really helped me. And I, I, and I like what you said, and I'm, I'm stealing that. You're like, I reserve the right to change my opinion anytime. I'm totally doing that because um, it does change. Like I am not even the remotely close to the same human I was two years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago, whatever. I'm just not the same person. And, and you shouldn't be the same person if you're growing and changing. Um, and you should be growing and changing always, in my opinion. And two things have super helped me to uncover where I actually am or what I actually think. And that's writing, which I enjoy. Um, and I would encourage everybody to try it and give it a shot until you see if you actually like it or not. Not like a day or a week, but maybe like two, three months or like put some actual time into it because you, you'll like, it's thinking about yourself in a different way. It's a completely different dialogue than just the thoughts rolling in your head. The other thing that I honestly help think has helped me, and this is actually proven in a lot of case studies too. Now, after the fact, I learned this is going live every day will change your psyche. It will make you happier. It's, it's fucking crazy, but it's because you get to like process through all your shit and people, um, somebody said to me, they're like, I really like your lives. They're like, like rambling teachings or like rambling, whatever. Like, and I, and I know I just kind of go on and talk about what I want and that's helped me formulate my own thoughts and it's actually helped me correct and improve bad behavior. And like, it's so if you're not doing something like that, that's like self therapy, then you're going to miss out on potential growth. When you speak out loud <clears throat> and I get the whole writing thing. Some, some people need to do that. Um, I need to speak it out loud for me. That's the, like what people get out of journaling. It's the speaking out loud thing. Um, it's because you get to put it out there and then you get to observe what you were thinking, feeling, acting like, etc. And then you need to go, Oh, I like that, but I don't like that. Ah, that's really easy to change now because you put it out there. Yeah. Um, Mm -hmm. Yep. So, yeah. So I think that's like something that if 
either path is fine, writing or speaking, like you said, but if you're not doing that on a consistent basis, then you're probably not talking to yourself enough in a sense. Yes. <laughs> and as you always say, which I totally agree, it's the most important conversation you're going to have today is how you're talking to yourself. Yeah. And that's led me to like realize, oh, I am intelligent. I am talented. There are people that I can help. People do love and appreciate me and I love and appreciate other people. I mean, it's like led to, you know, a lot of realizations that I had totally mislabeled inside my own head, which saying that sounds really strange, but that's actually how it works. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this whole conversation's about, you know, it's all about values, right? Mm -hmm. Do you value yourself? And this isn't necessarily a question to you, but this is a, this is a question. Do you value yourself? Do you value what you know and how you do things and who you are? You know, do you value your own process? We've all got our own weird shit to deal with, like all of us. None of us are perfect. That's the coolest thing about this whole game that we call life is that we all have all these talents and all these skills and all this ability to think and all of this stuff. And some of us are really good here and not so good here and okay here and we're amazing. We all have this weird... Um, combination of shit that makes us who we are do you value that you know and i think most people don't i mean i think they i don't think they were taught to and or they you know i don't think they understood that correctly and then that really hampers what you can bring to the world and the actual impact that you can make here and mm -hmm. it's miserable too <laughs> yep and it's <clears throat> this is an interesting thing and i've i've kind of i've talked about this a lot over the last couple of years but um, you can't help somebody else fill up their cup if your cup isn't full-ish or if it's got a bunch of mud in it, right? And so this whole idea of, of having impact and all of that on other people, guess what? That all starts with you, right? Are you good? Are you taken care of? Are you... Ah, right. So the most selfless thing to do is to be completely selfish. When you're totally situated... It's really easy to help and impact others. Guess what? You ain't ever going to be totally situated. It's a fucking work in progress. But that's kind of the whole point, right? And it starts with your values. What do you actually give a damn about? Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad you said that too, because especially religiously, but I think generally in society, people don't are not taught to be selfish. And if you're not selfish, you can't take care of anybody. Mm -hmm. Which is like totally counterintuitive to the way we're taught, I think. And that's... Once I just told you, once you realize that it's like, and, and if you, for me, the only way that I've been, ever been able to construct my understanding and my values and how I figure things out is I just carry things out to the extreme. I was sitting with a client the other day and there were like three people on my team want a substantial raise. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, like, so let's go through what I call the circle of life and let's process out what this will look like in businesses first, because no business, no team that team, then clients. And I will think about that, but I was like, so, okay, so let's just say you say yes to these three people. And I said, and two years later, at most, they're going to come and ask again. And then two years later, and I'm like, if we look six years out, you'll be out of business. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, so as you, as the business owner and as the business, like you have to be selfish first, if you want to take care of the whole team. Mm -hmm. And it, I don't think that people really realize that if you just give and 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 never take care of yourself, you'll end up imploding your life and hurting a bunch of people. <laughs> well, and let's take that 
completely to the other end of the extreme. You can't give somebody the shirt off your back if you don't have a shirt on your back. Like, I mean, it makes sense, right? Ah, yeah. If I carry this out six years and see this and, and yeah, it makes sense. No business. Huh. Somebody needs a shirt. And I gave my last shirt away. Fuck. Now I can't help you. You need to make sure you have enough shirts for your back so you can give the shirt off your back. If that's your deal, right? Yeah. Yeah. People have, um, <clears throat> and we all do, and I do it still. Right. Um, because a lot of us are good natured and we want to help other people. And a lot of us go on too long with that. I mean, look at, look at my main world. We're 20 months in that kind of activity. Yeah. It's changing. Did it need to go on for 20 months? Mm, there's an argument for yes and no, mm-hmm. but you got to have a shirt on your back to give a shirt off your back. Yeah. And I think the, on the other end, like the only thing that is actually probably negative, really actually bad selfishness is if you're hoarding everything and you never give to anybody and everybody else needs, but yeah, that's such a rare occurrence comparatively in my opinion. Yep. 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 Yeah. It has to come in and go out. You have to be able to give and receive and one doesn't work without the other. Um, And that's, you know, there's, there's a balancing act to that. And I think, I think where a lot of good natured people kind of screw that up is, is, you need to understand that a hundred percent of what comes in can't be the exact same hundred percent that goes out, right? A hundred percent comes in and 90% goes out, right? Or eventually you find yourself, um, I had a gr- grandmother that was this way, gave and 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 always took care of everybody and didn't take care of herself. And she was resentful in her older years, right? Mm-hmm. You got to keep some for yourself. That doesn't mean you keep all of it for yourself. But, you know, you got to take care of yourself. It's that whole balance thing that we have to constantly work on and adjust and test and improve and then work on some more. (laughs) Test and adjust. (laughs) Very cool. Well, as you guys know, um, I try to only have the best of the best and Landon is that. So I appreciate you being here today. And as also everybody else knows, I don't really recommend other programs because most of them are total bullshit. But if you guys actually want to learn more about this relationship thing in sales and be happier and earn more and do your life right, I would highly suggest you go check out getting uh, clients without being salesy. Just search for it in Facebook and you can find out all the cool shit that we do in there. It's a jungle. It's a blast. Read the rules. Pay attention. Don't be an asshat or we'll kick you out. Um, but there's a, there's a ton of amazing information there that you will not find anywhere else on the planet. Number one. Um, and, and it's fun too. It's, I mean, there are just some phenomenally good relationships of tons of people here in the comments here that, uh, that I've met there and it's just been an absolutely wonderful part of my life. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, MJ. Um, so MJ just dropped a link in there. You can go check that out. And last but not least, what's the name of the, of the podcast? I listen to it, but it's escaping me right now. It's the Sales Gorilla podcast. Okay, cool. Yep, so you can search us Sales Gorilla. Yep. So if you guys want a more condensed version of what we do in longer lives and stuff in the group, then that one's super concise and on point. Um, and thanks again, dude. I always like hanging out with you. Yeah, thanks, brother. Let me know. All right. Peace out. Peace out, Cub Scout. Bye. 
you've been listening to Today's Business Leaders with Gabe Arnold. Remember to subscribe on iTunes. For more information, visit todaysbusinessleaders.com.